then what we're going to do today is we are going to read and apply the Bible. I'd love to. I'd we're love to. read and apply Song of Solomon to our lives. Challenge accepted. As if it is not about sex. I have waited my whole life for this challenge. People coming up to me and saying the Bible is not applicable. It is. We're going to find out now. <laughs> We're going to do it. Get ready for right, an application. <laughs> Chapter 1, <laughs> verse 1. No, wait. Skip a couple verses. Dearly <laughs> beloved, welcome to the Unblessed Podcast, where we inquire and exposit the mysteries of that ancient text, that good book itself, the Holy Bible. We are not theologians nor historians. We are but armchair philosophers who spent years in seminary or on a church staff and have since departed to make our own way. We invite you now to read, think, and laugh with us as we dive deep into the denominational doctrines of the divine in the Unblessed Podcast. podcast my name is evan and i'm scott and we are two x a holes of abstinence yes we are and we're currently one half of that statement (laughs) a holes (laughs) abstinence Abstinence. we are abstinence we're both married and we chose marital abstinence marital abstinence post marital abstinence that's right oh my goodness um scott did you ever go through any sort of like abstinence kind of stuff we had i had to do it both in sunday school and uh at at normal public school we had abstinence only programs yeah oh public school that's interesting i mean i guess i i guess that makes a little bit of sense i went to a private school um mm. and we had likewise uh abstinence stuff there as well um what was your program what was your was it a day? Was it a week? Was it a whole event? It was it was dare. They did sex and drugs. Really? No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> I know. That would be amazing. There was this one lady, she came in every now and then, or she came in for like a whole week one time. And they sent all the girls to one I don't know, to go play on the playground. Something. And yeah. Uh, they were like, you know the problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they uh, sat us down. Um, and that absence class, uh, I'll say this, wasn't more focused on, like, the uh, any sort of, like, ethical thing about anything. Or, like, wasn't, like, yeah. a moral quandary. It was <laughs> like, um, if you have sex, these are all the diseases that you might get. Yeah. Um, and that was more of, I think that was kind of like uh, the ye olde, uh prayers illegal in school trick. You know, it, it's, it was like, that was the way that uh, Christian groups got around teaching abstinence in uh, public schools and other schools is they would just be like, yeah, we don't teach that it's from the Bible. We teach that you could get diseases. It's just science. Don't ever have sex. Yeah. 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 Just stay away from it. I never got any sort of purity stuff in church, though. That was always what was weird for me. I never, never a purity talk or ever, anything. 
ever, ever. I never had. No one ever was like, "Hey, Evan, don't have sex with, don't have, don't have any sex," um, which I wanted. I wanted someone to look at me in the eyes and be like, "Hey, Evan, don't have any sex." Jesus doesn't want you to have. There are plenty of conversations about masturbation. Sure. Yeah, that's a. Maybe that. Maybe I just gave off a vibe. <laughs> This guy masturbates a lot. <laughs> He's not having too much sex. He's, this we guy's had, not raking like, a man. I mean, we'd have dedicated nights to just talking about sex at youth group. I remember as a sixth grader, there'd be nights where they were like, hey, we're going to talk about some more. They'd be like, oh, we're more like mature topics. So we're going to split up the junior high and the high school for tonight. And junior high is going to go play dodgeball while high school is going to get a talking to about why girls should not dress so, you know, uh, Me, meanwhile, scantily. the junior high kids are making out with each Everyone's other. Everyone's making out. And yeah, <laughs> I don't remember the talks as much at youth group. I mean, it was more just about like, I don't know, run of the mill purity culture. Like you got to save yourself for God. And like marriage is the best place to have sex and blah, blah, blah. The school one I do remember because I, there was a, I think it was a week long thing in health class that they did. It was like a sex ed like week, and I missed the one day I was sick. The day that they showed all the diseases, in a slideshow. And so I'm, you have no idea. So I don't even know. I didn't realize you could get them. <laughs> <laughs> Not until right this moment. Yeah, but yeah, I didn't realize that was the whole thing. <laughs> Learn something new every day. All I remember is somebody's mom came in and she was like, I guess a qualified sex ed instructor or something and I, i'll never forget she did like this she had a piece of packaging tape and she was like this is your purity and this is like what your sex uh purity is like and then she like stuck it on somebody's arm she's like now if i hold up you can see that there's residue from this person so now then she went around she's like sticking everybody in the arm she's like now look at this just after like this one like just a few people your purity is almost gone. And it was just like, what the hell are we telling? Basically telling kids, if you have sex with somebody, part of you will die and you'll never yeah. regain that ever again. And that was yeah. drilled home. And then we had like a condom yeah. and contraceptive talk after that. But I mean, there's like, there's schools of thought in Christianity of like, whoever you have sex with first is who you marry. That's how it was for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, like, that's how you consummate a marriage is, you know, get into the tent and you park the, the car. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> park the car right there. Uh, we had one guy came in and he, like, was talking to the guys in the gymnasium. He's like, hey, I just, I found out that I was going to talk to about sex and I love talking about sex. It's so cool. Sex is freaking awesome. And I don't remember anything else he said. But the thing that I do remember is his wife did the talk to the girls. So he did a talk to oh, us boy. and was basically kind of on the up and up about sex and about how you should be responsible and everything like that. But his wife, <laughs> the girls got out of his wife's class and one of my friends, uh, who was a girl, she was just like, well, I just learned that all men are horrible. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Jeez, what is their marriage? Like? Oh no. <laughs> What is going on there? Yeah, school, I think it was only a few times. I want to say it was fifth grade, and it was like my freshman year of high school. We had those talks. Can but we talk about how much 
churches don't want kids to have sex, but they put kids in so many scenarios where they will have sex. Jeez. Everyone like just lock- sit in this room, and we're going to lock it. It's called a lock-in. Everyone's going to just sleep <laughs> in the same gym floor. That's exactly what I was five, about to bring up. Five inches away from each other. Yep. Um, Nothing will bad you can go. You can go into any room. <laughs> the lights are out. For real. You can... Uh, you, you can play hide and seek, and then we'll go on a church camping trip. We'll go on. We'll go to oh, church yeah. camp where you'll just be. You can fuck off. Go hang out like, in the woods with a bunch of boys for a couple days, and just hang out. Well, I'm we just won't have even any thinking about. Yeah, I'm just even thinking about like summer camp, like just yeah. like going on a church like summer camp retreat. Oh. Like there was one yeah. where like it was like a big old camp with like a bunch of different. You know, churches uh, uh, went to it, and the sheer amount of supervision, of adult supervision at that church camp, was akin to Lord of the Flies. Like, <laughs> go crazy, a, kids! <laughs> not an adult for miles. <laughs> I, I think it's so funny that you have like uh, this dedicated. I don't this mission of some people would be like, we have to tell kids not to have sex. Anyway, for our lock-in tomorrow night. My thing with the whole program, I mean, just like the absence-only programs in general, is like it's totally fine to offer abstinence as a option for kids. But mm-hmm. honestly, what kid sees that as an option? That's just the default status. Don't have sex. Great. That's where I'm at now. Like I'm. No. <laughs> that's not an option if you already have it. So I don't understand why schools are so afraid of like. Going into the details, I understand like it's a certainly a sensitive topic, but most kids, when you talk to them, or like I should say, most of my friends now they're adults. If you ask them if they've had a sex talk, they'll say like, "No, I never, never got one from my parents, or nope. I didn't go to school." So you have to think about how many adults are out there that never had any sense of education or even an anecdote about sex in their life. That's the problem. Uh, it's like people are just like willy nilly. No, there's knowledge. a comedian. There's a comedian. His name is Danny Jalas or Joyas. I can't. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I haven't seen him say what his name <laughs> is yet. Um, but uh, he was like, you know, they're inventing sex robots over in Japan. Oh my god! Uh, and he was like, a lot of you know, a lot of guys are like, up, oh, oh, gonna take a jobs. And I was like, ladies, <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't you have wanted your man to like? try out sex on a robot first before you were the first one he had sex with like yeah wouldn't you want him to like run it through something else first just try it on check it out yeah yeah i don't know all about that japanese sex robot talk but which is why i advocate for japanese sex robots in schools we need more we need japanese sex robots in our schools, we need them walking around and available for children. You heard it here first. Jesus Christ. This feels... My name is Evan. His name is Evan. I'm not Scott anymore. <laughs> I'm running for congressman and president and comptroller. Oh. <laughs> I don't know where to go with that one. I could dive into the jokes, or I'm just going to leave it. I'm going to let that pie cool on the counter. 
I don't know. This pie's looking pretty tasty. No, have a piece of the pie. Have no, gears are turning, and I wanted to stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Speaking yeah. of gears that are turning. Speaking of Japanese um, sex robots. <laughs> speaking of sex, uh, today we are going into the sexiest book of the Bible. Oh yeah, um, the sauntiest book of the Bible. Now, here's the thing about this book. What we word is that? I don't know. Um, <laughs> for a second, I thought I didn't know what vocab word that was. Um, I, I, tried to, I tried to say uh, sultriest <laughs> and raunchiest. They came out sanchiest. <laughs> That's not my favorite word, no. Sanchiest. <laughs> um, so here's the thing about Song of Solomon. It's a book about sex. No, it's not. Evan, we've talked about this. There's no, no smut like that in the, <laughs> in the Bible. The Bible's a pure and holy book. It wouldn't All right, have Scott, that. Then what we're going to do today is we are going to read and apply the Bible. I'd love to. I'd we're love to. read and apply Song of Solomon to our lives. Challenge accepted. As if it is not about sex. I have waited my whole life for this challenge. People coming up to me and saying the Bible is not applicable. It is. We're going to find out now. <laughs> We're going to do it. Get ready for right, an application. <laughs> Chapter 1, <laughs> verse 1. No, wait. Skip a couple verses. <laughs> no. Oh that, <laughs> oh, oh, that he would kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. Go. Okay, we got to finish the whole verse, Mr. <laughs> Cherry Picker. <laughs> for your love is more delightful than wine. Okay, pause. This the first one. Thank okay, you. Okay, okay, <laughs> application okay. coming in hot. All right, here we go. What's your, how do you take, oh, that he would kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for your love is more delightful than wine, as something okay. not alluding to people wanting to make out. Here's some application with Pastor Scott. You ready? So yeah. I don't know if you know this, but Song of Solomon is all, uh, you know, it's symbolism for Christ and his church. So Okay. Christ who's Christ and whose church? Well, obviously we're the lady and Christ <laughs> is the big strong man. <laughs> so, big strong boy. Big strong boy. He's a man. He's a big strong man. And verse 1, so let him kiss me with the kiss of his mouth. So I want Jesus to kiss me open mouth kiss on the mouth because I'm the but church I, and he loves me very much. I don't, but I don't want that. So when you go home today from church, <laughs> you, need, you need to let Jesus kiss you in the mouth. That's my application. Just any Jesus? There's a guy whose <laughs> name is Jesus who lives on my road. That's right. God, <laughs> let him kiss you with the kisses of his mouth. Now, if it's a kiss anywhere else, if it's a non-mouth kiss, don't do it. But mouth kisses are fine. <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay, so uh let let any man named Jesus kiss you on the mouth. Is that what you were saying? Yeah, that that's right. Okay, cool. Uh verse three. The fragrance of your perfume is intoxicating. Your name is perfume poured out. No wonder young women adore you. Okay. Go. Mine says the correct translation of the Bible, the ESV, 
says, well, mine's the Southern Baptist version. So, oh. Holman, <laughs> mine's the Holman Christian Southern Baptist. Mine says, "Your name is oil poured out; therefore, virgins love you." So, uh, the more you grow in Christ, the more virgins <laughs> love you. That's yeah. why. Why? Because you're so damn holy from <laughs> letting. You're so, you're so abstinent. <laughs> you're so abstinent that the virgins they, just they they flock to you. You're so pure. They can sense it. They've got they've got a virgin dar. That's right. It's like a virgin radar, but like a, <laughs> but just didn't come out as funny as I said it. <laughs> um, That's right. Take me with you. Let us hurry. Oh, that the king would bring me to his chambers. Now, why? would okay. this young lady want the king to bring her to her chambers? Okay. They're obviously chambers. a married couple. and it, it does not say that they're married. Obviously, it, they are, because it's the Bible. How are they married? Because... At, at what point? Well, we're, we're, we're getting plopped in the middle of the movie. You know how movies do that? Like, you you have to understand the plot. Okay, so, okay, I'll allow that. I'll allow it. I'll allow <laughs> that. Okay. My interpretation still stands. (laughs) (laughs) For those following along at home, uh, there's like title subheadings of who is addressing who. Does yours have that? Or mine has W. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Which I take to mean woman. (laughs) At the very beginning, before verse two. Yeah. Yeah. So mine says she, and it does say. The translations have added speaker identifications based on gender and number of the Hebrew words. Interesting. Uh, So she, and then middle of verse four, it goes to others. And it says, we will exalt and rejoice in you. We will extol your love more than wine. Rightly do they love you. It's a bit like a Shakespearean chorus. Oh, okay. It's kind of what's going on Explain that because for people who didn't read Shakespeare, not me, but other people. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so every now and then in any play, like if you read any play like Hamlet or anything like that, every now and then you have like a, you have the chorus come out and they'll like, they'll basically talk about what's going on or they'll like further explain the plot or do some whatever. high kicks. Yeah, exactly. They'll, do, <laughs> they'll line up your chorus line. Um, I find it odd that mine, instead of saying W right there, it says Y. Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Like the letter Y, just yep, okay. just the letter Y. <laughs> That's makes sense. So Scott explained to me how we will rejoice and be glad for you. We will praise your love more than wine. How does that? Well, apply. So this is we're getting into the more corporate worship. See, there's personal worship, which is the verses above, and then there's okay. corporate worship. So just just so we're tracking and we're keeping everything together. We are corporately worshiping, allowing any person named Jesus kissing us on the mouth. We're allowing Jesus, I'll leave the interpretation up to you, to kiss us right in the mouth. You said I'm backtracking. (laughs) (laughs) But you're allowed to kiss Jesus on the mouth, and others are allowed to watch and sing about it. Okay. Okay, so that's what we've got so far. The woman says, it is only right that they adore you, all these young virgin women. Um, does yours say virgin women or just virgins? Where? Verse 4? No. 
Yeah, verse four. Does yours? No, uh, verse three. Oh, yeah, it says virgins, yeah. Ah, so yours is a little bit more like, could be boys, could be girls, could, but mine's just right. mine's just girls. Yeah, yours is a little, mine's a little sexist. Yeah, sexist. yeah. Um, daughters of Jerusalem, I am dark like the tints of Kedar, yet lovely like the curtains of Solomon. That's something that Evan and Scott can't make jokes about. Okay, do not <laughs> stare at me because. <laughs> <laughs> I just said be careful before the podcast. <laughs> I just I didn't make a joke about it. I didn't do anything. <laughs> I didn't do anything wrong. Oh man. <laughs> I think it's fine to admit that we're both white and that this is outside of our it, this is yeah. Com- this is outside of our comedic library. <laughs> this was you know? not part of the yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is not part of the plan. Uh oh. do not stare at me because I am dark. Who for the sun has gazed on me. My mother's sons were angry with me. This is kind of takes a turn. Okay. She's just like, kind of, this is what, this is what I look like. Anyway, let me tell you about my brothers <laughs> or my mother's sons. You yeah. know how people talk. So I refer to my brother. My mother's sons were angry with me. They made me a keeper of the vineyards. I have not kept my own vineyard. I started reading there, Scott. I want to go back. Okay. <laughs> I want to put you back on the hot seat. Oh boy. So you put me on the hot seat for a second. <laughs> verse, I want you to explain how I should live my life according to verse five. Okay. <laughs> Daughters of Jerusalem, I am dark like the tents just, of Kedar, yet lovely like the curtains of Solomon. Just remember, every verse in the Bible is God-breathed. Second Timothy 3.16. So <laughs> we have to... Is, is it 3.16? I think so. Challenge me. Look it up while I'm talking. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Keep it in the framework that we are the church, so we're the lady, and God is the man. So we are very dark but lovely. So that means we've had a lot of exposure to the sun, S-U-N. Or it could be this exposure to the sun, S-O-N. It says S-U-N. Well, yeah, but, I mean, I'm having a little <laughs> bit of play with it. So. <laughs> That's, it's called exegesis, but it, but it, Evan. But it, but it says right here. But the point I'm trying to make needs to be right backed here. up by what I'm trying to say. But it says right here, S-U-N. Mine doesn't say anything about the sun. No, it never does. It's verse 6, I, it does. Yeah, verse 6, it does. You just said verse 5. Verse 5 does not <laughs> mention the sun. But we have, we have to take it as a whole okay, as well. That's fine. We gotta, can't take it out of context. You're right. So, yeah, uh, so, yeah we are, we've had a lot of tan from sun exposure which is Jesus. So in your life, you need to make sure that you are exposed to so much Jesus uh, that you are a specific <sighs> pigment. And, uh, <laughs> <Yes>. oh boy. <laughs> we have. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, verse six says, do not gaze at me because I'm just reading the Bible here, everybody, just for the record. <laughs> I'm just reading the Bible. <laughs> Okay, it says, don't gaze at me because I am dark, because the sun has looked upon me. My mother's oh, no. sons were angry with me. They may be the keeper of the vineyards, but my own vineyard I have not kept. All right, so that what that means is your vineyard is like your, you know, your fun area. Your pussy. Oh. <laughs> the church, the churchessy. <laughs> the baptism. Jesus Christ. So it's always so wet. You can't, my Boom. God, Evan, log off. 
<laughs> so um, what verse six is saying is that her brothers have made her to uh, keep the family line Percy kept well, but her own uh, fun area she's never touched. <laughs> so this is saying don't masturbate is what verse six is saying. Thank you. Oh, so the Song of Solomon is about sex. No, no, just an application. <laughs> just only in application it's about sex. <laughs> That's the most dodgy sentence I've ever heard in my this life. This is exactly how I grew up in church. It was like, this verse doesn't mean that. Well, what does it mean? Not that. that. <laughs> it means exactly that. This is so hard. <laughs> okay. I love, I love this so much. I'm trying I my best. Much. I really. This am. is you are doing. Uh, okay, Scott, you're doing the Lord's work with this. <laughs> um, we have like ten more. Uh, Tell me, you. All right, let's keep going. Yeah. This is a little bit, probably a little bit easier. Tell me, you, the one I love. Where do you pasture your sheep? Where do you let them rest at noon? Why should I be like the one who veils herself beside the flocks of your companions? Okay, so we're still Go. on the church side of things. So, so yeah, the pasture is supposed to light out noon. That's the hottest part of the day. So it's the most sun exposure you're going to get. So uh, you need to make sure <laughs> that when you have friends around, you point them to Christ at all times, even when it's noon. So I'm confused. Um, is sure. she already a Christian, or is she not one yet? Well, this is talking about the church as a whole. So this is really not a person. This is just an entity. Okay, So, but then why would she need to know where to lie down to get the sun exposure, which I'm still not as entirely the, convinced is an as, applicable... You know, as the church <laughs> as a whole, just anybody that's part of the fold gets, um, you know, yeah. Next verse. Okay. <laughs> you, just, you just stopped your explanation. You just I bailed to out of that like a burning car. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know what it means. Lie down at noon. I don't know. Take a nap, I guess. He's, st he's starting to break. He's no, I got break. it. I can do 10 more verses. We got those. Oh, man. Uh, the man says, Here we go. If you do not know, most beautiful of women. Can you say it with a little bit more riz, a little more sauce, a little more? Okay. If you do not know, most beautiful of women. There you go. Follow the tracks of the flock and pasture your young goats near your shepherd's tents. Oh, yeah. Okay, so now we're talking as Jesus to believers. Because remember... Everything points to Jesus in the Bible. That's what we were taught <laughs> as Southern Baptists. Yes. yes. So I just want to say that the subheading is they delight in each other. So, <laughs> okay. And which is true. Jesus delights in the church and church delights in Jesus. Uh, if you don't know, O oh, most beautiful among women, follow in the tracks of the flock and pasture your young goats before the shepherd's tents. Okay. So, is this about discipleship? I'm so glad you brought that up. Yes, this is 100% about <laughs> discipleship. Uh, 
he's saying those listening at home scott was drowning in the ocean and i wasn't thinking somehow usually when they talk about flocks of goats in this book they are referring to boobs so i was trying to figure out a way to not (laughs) understand what this was saying about boobs (laughs) usually in the bible it's either boobs or actual goats you never know yeah so jesus is telling us that uh yeah make sure you take that discipleship class at on sunday mornings uh, that your church offers. That's the application. Is that what he's saying? Or is he referring to it in more of a like uh, early church style discipleship of like mentoring and, you know, bringing up another one? No, and, I think it's know. more about like if there's going to okay. be a coffee and muffins at like a old school room at a church and you're going to learn about, okay. yeah, discipleship. Okay, okay. Yep. I get that. Just to be clear. I compare you, my darling, to a mare among Pharaoh's chariots. Your cheeks are beautiful with jewelry, your neck with its necklace. We will make gold jewelry for you accented with silver. Okay, so Jesus compares us to wheels that are round. Cheeks can also be round. When does he compare us to wheels? He says, oh, to a mare among Pharaoh's chariots. So it's like wheels and horses together. Chariot wheels, horses whatnot right we're tracking sure Sure. (laughs) so it doesn't compare to wheels at all does it okay compare my love to (laughs) mayor no you're wrong let me back up sorry i had my (laughs) verses wrong so i was reading this upside down uh jesus thinks of us as like a horse that he can ride at any time hell yeah (laughs) hell yeah and his favorite part about us is our cheeks. <laughs> so if you are a Christian, you oh. need to make sure your cheeks, both pairs, look good. Keep that, keep that shit tight. <laughs> <laughs> don't, skip, don't skip leg day. Don't skip leg day. <laughs> That's all I got in that verse. Okay, so it sounds like this is a book about sex. No, no. Not if yet. we're talking about people's butts, Scott, if you're. It's application- more about like as a physical, like stay active, your body's a temple kind of thing. <laughs> so that's the way that Jesus told us to stay active was to say. Keep those hey. cheeks looking good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. Uh, and now we shift back to the woman, which is us. We're the bride of Christ. Yes. While the king is on his couch, <laughs> my perfume releases its, pra- its fragrance. My love is a sachet of myrrh to me, spending the night between my breasts. My love is a cluster of henna blossoms to me in the vineyards of Engay. Go. <laughs> Do you want to know what the ESV is? What does verse 12 say to you again? Sorry. While the king is on his couch and my perfume releases his fragrance. What does yours say? Mine says, while the king was on his couch, my my nard, my nard gives off fragrance. <laughs> what? If I didn't read yours first, I swear I would have thought Nard was something else. <laughs> oh, 
my nard gives off a fragrance. Okay, this is an easy one to interpret. Is it? (laughs) (laughs) If you ever see Jesus on his couch, hanging out, he's got like a lazy boy wraparound couch. Just a... Like one of those big right angle couches, you know, like with the cup holders. That's his couch. A sectional sofa. <laughs> That's right. Is that what? Is that what Jesus Christ, That's, our Lord, has? Absolutely. Uh, so while, when you acknowledge that Christ is King, your nard will explode with such fragrance that there's another verse in the New Testament that talks about the fragrance of believers and how we are like a, a lovely fragrance in the world. So when you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, your nard will just be pulsating with fragrant Christian values. The fact that I don't know what a nard is makes this really hard. <laughs> like, um, okay. I, I want to go one further saying that, you know, she's saying her love spins the night between her breasts wow now apply that okay mine says my beloved is to me a a sachet of myrrh that lies between my breasts so i don't know where it's getting spent in the night at yours but in my holy translation uh i think when we think about um when the bible's talking about boobs or is talking about breasts because it never says boobs um what we're really thinking about is kind of the chest area and saying my love spent like when you think about where your heart actually is, it's in the center. Mm, yes. Yep. And that's in your heart. Like God is in my heart. So it's between my boobs. <laughs> that's exactly right, Evan. That's exactly what I was going to have as their application today is that when you love Christ with your heart, it's between your boobs, your heart, is located right between your boobs. <laughs> Betwixt your boobs. So uh, so to show your boobs off to God is what this is saying, because your heart lies between your boobs. So really show those, show those boobies off to God. Flash God your love. Flash God. <laughs> I hate that, that there's a non-zero chance that that was a sermon <laughs> application somewhere in middle America in a... I guarantee oh, it. Man. Flash God. <laughs> okay, let's wrap this up. What's the last part? Couple parts. Yeah. Uh, the man says, "How beautiful you are, my darling. How very beautiful. Your eyes are doves." Yeah. God, Go. God's in love with us. We're we're a sexy. Uh, why church. doves? Why doves? Why did he say your eyes are doves and not like doves? Uh, the power of poetry. First, uh, just they are doves. <laughs> Read a book, Adam. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Shakespeare over here. (laughs) Um, Doves are seen as as peace and as the spirit of the Lord. When Jesus was baptized, a dove descended from heaven. So a dove just wasn't in the area? Nope. There was no doves. In in very dove common... (laughs) 
nope. Israel. They like, they didn't migrate over from the Ark yet. They were still hanging out. <laughs> still in the Ark. Still hanging out. The, they forgot to open the cage. <laughs> the dove cage was still locked. Oh man. So your eyes are uh, the spirit of the Lord, and God loves seeing His own spirit in His reflection of you in Himself. For that reason, that makes sense. <laughs> It makes sense. Trust me. The woman responds, how handsome you are, my love. How delightful. Our bed is lush with foliage. The beams of our house are cedars, and our rafters are cypresses. All right. If, now, this part's about sex. Yeah, this part is 100% <laughs> about sex. Basically, make that couch rattle the rafters until they break. That's... That's the last none of the other None of the other parts are about <laughs> sex. Just, just, just the part about carpentry. <laughs> just the one that could probably be put in, in another application, but yeah, yeah. that's it. Um, boy, that was way harder than I thought. <laughs> that was so enjoyable. Um, we want to do the other Song of Solomon verses and chapters like this, or at least I do. <laughs> I don't know about Scott. <laughs> I can have to prep a little bit. <laughs> or no. go into it blind. <laughs> <laughs> going into this blind was glorious. Oh, boy. Um, so uh, if you liked that we did Song of Solomon like this in this style, please let us know. Um, Scott, what do you think about after reading uh, the chapter one of Song of Solomon and trying to <laughs> um, interpret it in any other way than it's intended to? Yeah. What What are your final thoughts? I think it's ridiculous what pastors do around America every Sunday because they do that exact thing over the entire Bible. And yeah. I'm kind of going to take my funny hat off for a second because... Oh, he took it off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was wearing a big clown wig and he set it aside. But this kind of thing happens everywhere in the bible and i like this is obviously an exaggerated take from me but people just read any verse and then a pastor will just decide what they think it means that morning and if you don't believe me go to any church and talk to pastors and ask them about the sermon prep and i guarantee most of what they're gonna say came from some life event that week it was not oh god like gave me this topic and I wrote it down. It was more like, Oh, I was at, you know, the school function. I thought, gee, like maybe we should blah, 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 blah. You know, it's just they'll pull from anywhere and get a sermon point, And then they try to fit it to the verse later most of the time. But my take on song of Solomon, like as a kid, it was a skipped over book. You would like just never touch it. It was seen as like the sex book in the Bible, but it was like for married couples that was always how it was interpreted it was like oh this is for when you're married there's gonna be like sex secrets in this like hidden symbols of i have not found one in this <laughs> nothing's book. helpful like, in this book it's nothing is helpful it's just <laughs> that, two people sexting that was the way it was pitched was like it's this beautiful poem between two people and honestly it was like people told me that it's supposed to represent Christ and his church and the love that they have between each other. But as you could have 
seen slash heard from this episode, that doesn't really work when it's an explicitly, <laughs> it, like you said, Evan, it is just sexting between two people in yes. ancient <laughs> in ancient Hebrew. So, Evan, what's your take on Song of Solomon? No, I completely agree. Like, Song of Solomon was always an avoided book um, when it came to and I, I think in fairness, because when you think about preaching and you think about getting up there and talking to people about how they should live their lives, there's not a heck of a lot that you can do no. with well, we like we, <laughs> you, you did your damnedest trying to like get any sort of application out of this one. Um, but no, nah, like I Song of Solomon is just one of these uh, is one of these parts of the Bible where it's just like, all right, this is in here for some reason i suppose that's like, what's interesting to me is that there's when i took religion courses we found out we learned about other books about didn't make it to canon you know there's like the gospel of thomas is an example um and that has stories of jesus in it and there's other books of the old testament the catholics have for instance other books in their old testament i didn't yeah. learn that till much older like and half my family's catholic <laughs> And I didn't learn until I was like in high school that there was other books they had in their holy book. And I thought, how does this happen? How did I not know about like first like uh what is it? Uh the Maccabee, Book of Maccabees, and there's I'm trying the other books of that are in the Catholic Bible, but anyway, for some reason, like you said, they decided to keep this one in. And it was important enough to, I guess, the narrative of the Old Testament and the Christian Because it was hot and steamy. Yeah. It was the Fifty Shades of the Time. I mean, do you think that's how they saw it back then? Was this more like a box set deal of like, well, you get all the holy books, and you also get like <laughs> in the middle, you're going to get a couple yeah. chapters, uh, you know, rated R. <laughs> Something for mom and pop, you know. <laughs> Something for grandpa. <laughs> yeah. I, like, uh, we had talked about this earlier with like Judges and how um, the stories in Judges are just cool stories. Yeah. Uh, that they don't really represent that there's nothing like eschatological about them in nature. And the same thing can be said, I think for song of Solomon it's kept because I mean, like some of the verbiage in here is kind of beautiful. Um, when you kind of break it down, like, yeah. um, when he says, or when she says, you know, my mother's sons were angry with me. They made me a keeper of the vineyards. I have not kept my own vineyard kind of saying that like, I've not been in charge of my own life. Damn. You know, so there's some beautiful verbiage in here, and I think it just kind of made it its way in, because one, it's fucking hot. <laughs> two, two, it's it's got some good poetry in here. Yeah, I, I, and I think that's where it gets muddied up over the years. Is and I've said this in other episodes. Is I I like the Bible. I think it's it's a historic. It's a great book. There's stories that have been passed down for years and they have significance. But to say that like every verse points to Jesus Christ or has some, and that's where things started getting muddy is that like you start reading the Bible as like this, uh, Nick cage, like map behind the declaration of independence book versus for what it is yeah. and take it for the genre. Like take, if people read Genesis, like they read song of Solomon, we'd have a lot less problems in this world because but the problem is people read Genesis like, well, this is verbatim. 
like word for word this happened. But no, Genesis is a poem. Like it's a gorgeous poetic telling of the creation of the world and the beginning of mankind. But instead, if you take it like a word for word verbatim science textbook, and that's the thing with Song of, Song, uh, Song of Solomon is it's a, it's a hot and sexy poem. And that's what, it, that's how you should read it. But instead, if you read it like me, this last 30 minutes, you're going to be a <laughs> nutcase by the end of it. <laughs> but I think that's kind of like, you have two books in the Bible. We, we already look, walked through Ruth um, mm. and then this one as well that are both sexy books. Pretty sexy. Pretty sexy. But the thing about uh, conservative evangelical takes on the Bible uh, in that camp, um, the thing about that is sex cannot equal good in any scenario. Like, even among, like, marriage, it's still taboo. I, I remember, like, being in college and some, you know, I can't remember who was talking, but somebody was like, the very fact that there is a book explicitly about sex means that God thinks sex is good. Yeah. Which I was, you know, in my Christian theology, I was like, well, yeah, obviously. So there was no time before then in college that somebody could have said that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was framed in a similar manner for me of like, it's, it's only for married people. So it's, if you're married, this is totally fine to have, wild steamy passionate you know exchanges with your lover but if it's anything outside of that it's unhealthy and wrong and sinful and that gets so hard to manage in modern day society because we don't just go from you know working the family farm to being married the next day it's like yeah. now we have dating and, and relationships and my god you know uh equal rights between men and women. <laughs> like all these things have really changed the landscape of sex. And so to, to try to like, imagine, Oh, well, like you were saying that sex is, is bad all the time. Like, well, no, it's, it's a lot more complicated and it's, it's, we can't just say it's black and white, but could you imagine being a married couple that was told song of Solomon is only for married couples. And then you open up song of Solomon and you read it. And the disappointment you have <laughs> that it doesn't hold like any kind of advice, None. any kind of like, hey, you know, sometimes a back rub only means a back rub, like <laughs> something like that, like <laughs> you know, yeah. It and that's what's funny. Sometimes, sometimes she just wants to tell you about a day, like <laughs> doesn't have anything like that in there. I am surprised that it made it to Canada. That's probably my one question. Is like. Why it couldn't have just been an extraneous book? Like why? Why specifically did people go? No, 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 no. Like this needs to be God breathed. Like we need to make sure that <laughs> this is directly from the big man himself. Like this sexting poem. That's what's fascinating. Is like they could have just had this, and it could have just been like the book of Josephus or like something that was important, but obviously not part of the canon. So I, I have I don't a know. theory. I'm ready for. I it. have a theory. I have a theory. I think one guy, which I didn't know that this is a thing, like one guy did have like a, it all kind of like assembled, like pulled it off his shelf. That's kind of how we got the Bible. Because one guy had it like all, just all ready to go. work. Yeah. And they were just like, we need like a Bible. And he was like, I got one. Um, 
<laughs> we need I think, a Bible. <laughs> I think I, I, that's how we got like the Bible as we know it. At least that's what I've heard. Yeah. Um, I think he pulled it off the shelf, and before he gave it to him, he was like, "I really like this one," and like stuck in Song <laughs> of Solomon in a very easily overlookable place. And they're just like, "All right, looks good," and we've had it ever since. Just I think he just. Eight pages of smut just smacked right yep. in the middle. It's a shame. We could have had, like, a Garfield comic strip in here, or, too, or something. Or he was going to give it to, like, he was going to give it to him, and then he found out that it was Gary, and Gary used to bully him. <laughs> so he was like, I know a way to get back at Gary for everything he ever did to me at profit school or whatever. Profit school. <laughs> At Bible-making you know, school. <laughs> at Bible-making school. <laughs> and so we snuck in eight chapters of just Solomon hamming it up with this lady. Do we know, like, is it assumed that this is written by Solomon, or was it... So there's a book called Song of Solomon, <laughs> like an actual, like, fictional book, and it's I didn't realize that. And so when I Googled author of Song of Solomon, Tony Morrison came oh, up as the what? answer. Because <laughs> she wrote a book called Song of Solomon. Oh. My ESV study Bible is saying that it's not entirely certain who wrote that song. Uh, sorry. It is not entirely certain that Solomon wrote the book. One can still argue that the book was written during Solomon's reign, which is 971 to 931 BC. The book mentions him and seems to assume his glorious reign as a known fact. At the same time, the heroine is a young woman. Most take this to mean that she comes from the village of Shunem, which is the tribal, blah, 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 blah. So we don't really know who wrote this book. Isn't that another... I know we're getting close to the end of this episode, but we don't know who wrote most of these books of the Bible, and it scares me every day. It could have it been me. It could have been a past me. <laughs> Doesn't that seem wild, though, is like... I know it's ancient history and it's hard to like identify these things, but still to ride your whole life and faith and being on books that you have no idea where they came from. What's your take on that? Do you feel like that's fine? Came from the, came from the breath of God. It did straight from the best kisser in town. <laughs> God. In town. God. I kind of feel the same way. Like we don't know. I think one of the most interesting things is like there is a theory that a woman wrote Hebrews. Oh, um, I've heard this was, before. Yeah, I was like, ooh, Hebrews. <laughs> um, especially with some of the older books, uh, when you kind of like start investigating them, investigating like the accuracy or inaccuracy of their histories, you start to find out like, well, these are all just stories. Yeah. All of them. Yep. Everything in the Old Testament is just stories. It's not necessarily based in any sort of archaeological fact that we've found. Yeah, exactly. They're campfire and oral history, which, yeah. as we know, any opponent's any played a game of telephone. Oral history is just about as good as that game. It's like you get a couple generations away from the actual event, and people might start... I mean, think about how that happens with like if you have any uncle or grandpa that talks about their high school glory days or you think about uh, people trying to remember something from 20 years ago that they did, they're going to glorify it a little bit. You know, oh, I remember yeah. so-and-so. We did. So it's the same thing with these oral histories is things start to get a little more glorified, a little bit more embellished. And 
that's how we get the versions we have now. You know, Samson kills 10,000 people in one swoop and all these things. But I could go on and on. Yeah, speaking of glorified embellishments, what do you have to plug today? Okay, my plug, I'm a little late to the game, but I I think I found a, a new favorite movie, Evan. Uh, I watched Nope yesterday. Have you seen it? Oh, nope. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Directed by Jordan Peele. Highly recommend. So good. I don't want to spoil it, but if you love sci-fi, if you love a little bit of horror, suspense, little bit of humor in there, it's excellent, though. Oh, my God. I'm ready to watch it again, but um cool. phenomenal movie so that's that's my plug i'll keep it short and simple what about you evan okay. i also i think i watched a cinematic masterpiece of equal or greater value what was it top gun maverick <laughs> it was a fun movie though i mean it is a fun movie it's a it fun, fun mo- movie did, it's a fun movie did you see it in, like you didn't see it in theater so you had probably saw it no i saw it like yesterday for the first time wow I never seen it. And I was just like, okay, let's watch like a movie movie. We always watch like It is a movie like, movie. Yeah. It is a movie movie. It's a movie. It's a movie movies movie. Down. It's a movie. <laughs> Back when movies were movies. <laughs> <laughs> so I, yeah, it just it scratches an itch for you. Like yeah. there and there's like a lot of good action in it. Oh yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, there's some good stuff in it. Tom Cruise probably did all of his stunts. I don't know. Me and Holly watched that in theaters on 4th of July, and I walked out feeling the most American I've ever felt in my entire life. <laughs> You're like, I can fly a plane. I can fly a plane and save the world. <laughs> Go America. <laughs> Go America. Oh, man. I also, uh, speaking of being American, I went and saw uh, wrestling. Hell yeah. Yep, um, that was really fun. I went over to the 2300 Arena here in Philly. Amazing. Uh, it was a great time. Uh, just saw dudes be dudes, man. Local wrestling or you know, non-professional wrestling is the best. This was professional. This was professional. I found that out later. Well, this it's a professional like, league, but like it wasn't like the big, big leagues. I, this wasn't WWE, yeah. but it was New Japan and like uh, oh, nice. that whole crew. Yeah, so. Um, it's fun at the smaller events, though. You get the... Yeah. Oh, yeah. You get those uh, two guys are going out and one of them had a mustache and uh, everybody was against the guy with a mustache uh, for like the longest time until somebody said, you got this, Tom Selleck. <laughs> <laughs> and the entire attitude of the match changed. And I, I don't know who was supposed to win, but he wound up winning. So oh, I guess they I just love maybe, it. Yeah, it was great. Heckling at wrestling um, is one of my favorites. I haven't done it much, but. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Um, we are on social media. We are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. We are on YouTube at Unblessed Pod uh, and all those things. Um, we just did our most recent live stream. You can see that now uh, on YouTube and our uh, Unblessed Podcast Woo. channel is where we play uh, the adventures of the Old Testament. It sucks. Um, it's bad. <laughs> uh, like, really so bad. If you, yeah, if you want to spend an hour watching two guys play a video game that's not good i don't do know that, that I'll, yeah i don't know if that's a sustainable thing for us to do um but that's that's out there we also want to hear your thoughts you can email us at 
Uh, is it still unblessed podcast at gmail.com? Still is unblessed podcast at gmail.com. Might be changing cool. soon, but that's still it. Uh oh. Uh oh. So get ready to throw those old episodes out the window. <laughs> um, yeah, email us. We want to hear what you your thoughts are. We want to hear what you want us to talk about. If there's something that you want us to talk about, we really, we just have two brains. We don't have more than that. That's it. Um, but thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Uh, my name is Evan. And I'm Scott. And don't forget to close your Bible.